Hi, friends, and welcome. I'm so excited to share with you Fumble to Faith, my podcast where I talk about starting over with God right where you are every time and any time that you may need to, because we have all been there. And his word says in Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. He will go with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I am your host, Ferrari, and I'm by no means a pastor, minister, or a faith leader, but I am a servant of the Lord living in sin who one day decided to ask God for help and really take him up on it. And I'm delighted to share my story and journey with you. Have you ever like took the time to think about a recipe, right? Like something that you want to cook. It could be anything from like baked potato soup, biscuits, dessert, Maybe even a whole entree that you just can't seem to shake thinking about since you've had it. Maybe growing up, you've always thought about it when you were visiting a family member or a friend's house. Maybe it was a certain time of year or whenever you got sick, someone made it for you. Or on your birthday every year, it was your choice, right? And now you want it. So you've tried to make it for yourself, right? And time and time again, just off of memory, it never came out right. So then you try to like look over the recipe or call and ask someone how it should or would be made. Now you're looking over the recipe, but you don't really read it word for word. You just kind of look at it like, that's what I used. I had that. I had that. I pulled that out the pantry. Even if, you know, it's not or it doesn't cause for like, let's say vegetable oil, but you had canola oil. And instead of going to the store, you just use what you had. So when you tried to make it and you called someone and they said like, this is what you should have did. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I did. It sounds similar to what I'd already done. And you go at it again and it's still just not right. It may be edible, but it isn't what you remember from the first time that you've had it, right? So you allow some time to pass because it just wasn't right. And you're like, you know what? I'm taking a break. I'm not making it. The next time I want it, I'm going to just order it or I'm going to go back to the person who got it. But then you have one day where you realize you have the real time to like stop and make it. And you don't want it to be wrong. So you pull out the recipe and you call the person who made it for you so they can give you the correct ingredients and measurements for the perfect treat or plate. You head to the store, you grab everything you need, and to make sure that it's right, you even buy the name brand products, I mean exact food items needed, you even buy new measuring cups because you want to make sure that you have everything down packed. Determined for it to come out right, you read the recipe and you cook at the same time. Step one, step two, step three, and so on. Now, your oven is preheated this time. You didn't wing it. You didn't put it in while it was still preheating. You've prepared yourself. You've set a timer so it's right. Not a minute more, not a minute less. You take it out or off the stove. You plate it. Prepare yourself for the worst because up until now, that's what you've had. And when you take a bite, you close your eyes to get the full effect because study shows when you lose one sense, your others are heightened. So you close your eyes. You take a bite and begin to chew. And surprise, surprise, it is simply the best, better than all the rest, R.I.P. Tina Turner good, okay? Just like you remembered it the first time you had it. 
you know what the difference was? Was your obedience in following the recipe, following the directions after the millionth time of you trying to make this meal off of memory or assumption. The problem here is this is exactly how we move with God. We grow up wondering why it hasn't worked or why we can't stay faithful to the purpose or the plan that he has in our life. And it's because we're thinking to ourselves that, I mean, we were, I was raised in church, right? Like we were raised in church or we've heard this Bible story that's stuck with us or we've heard someone's powerful testimony and it touched our hearts. So it's gone with us through life events and as we've gotten older and we try to use the power from that to fuel our entire walk with Christ. Never thinking that if our lives don't end up how we think they should, we'll slowly lose hope in that story or that experience and ultimately in God. We use what someone has told us or what we think we know to grow our relationship with God, doing and moving how we want and then wondering why God doesn't hear us or speak to us or answer the prayers or our prayer requests and even that, like, oh, God, get me the promotion because you know I deserve it. I got the degree. I, I've got the experience because he says that you should ask and you shall receive. But you only heard that on the TBN station passing to find your favorite TV show. There's no obedience in following instructions from another person when wanting to have a true relationship with God. Do you really believe that, like, just by talking with someone else, you're able to grow your relationship with God. I believe at one point I did. Um, and I think it was times where I was truly in disobedience, where I would have conversations with people and assume that because we're talking about God and I'm sharing about the, the love and the knowledge I know that my relationship with God is growing, but I wasn't actually speaking with him and I wasn't actually reading his word. I was just telling people about what I've already known, right? But God, as he is the creator and we are ever changing and so is he it's constantly progressing and even though he is the end all be all, right? We're changing every day. And there's always that question of like, if God knows us and he knows everything, he knew us before we were born, before we went in our mother's womb, right? Then how come he doesn't know if we're going to choose him or not? That comes with free will. And he knows who you are. But as you grow in the world, which is ultimately where the devil resides, it's your heart God is longing to know. And if you are not chasing after him, he does not know your heart. So to have a progressing relationship with God, you have to have a true relationship with him. And in having a relationship with him, there has to be communication. And that is why it's not working. A long obedience is still disobedience. And I say it that way to say that even though you are telling people about the word and you're sharing testimony and you're sharing your love of God and all what you've been through growing up and being raised in church and talking about the church people and 
even wanting to become a church people, if you are not reading your word outside of church, if you are not reading your word on a daily basis, if you are not praying and talking to God every day, I mean, starting your day with him and ending your day with him, then you are not progressing in your relationship with God. And it is going to be tough. And that's what I mean when I say a long obedience, still disobedience. And just like that recipe, until you followed it step by step, you were thinking that you'd never taste a meal such as that again. And that's the same for God. And the recipe is in the book. And the book is the Bible. You have to be crazy. And I know I use that a lot, but you have to be crazy if you believe that you can have any type of relationship without any communication. Like that's just wild because communication kills all assumption, even with yourself. And until God can see that you are trustworthy, all the communication that you're going to get with him is in his book and you have to open it so he can speak to you and you have to pray and speak to him. As you get more and more acquainted with the Bible, you'll begin to see all the recipes for a better life. And soon God will meet you personally for a conversation. And he's waiting and wanting to do so. We so often think that we can do things on our own, right? Like, I got this. And only to find out that we aren't built like that. We aren't built to be alone to, to move alone or to work alone. That's Genesis 2.18. Which you would know if you opened up that recipe book. You know what I'm saying? Like having obedience or being obedient starts with understanding who God is to you. Outside of your creator, you have to have a real understanding of who God is to you in order for you to even want to be obedient to him. You have to understand his will over your life and thank him for what he's willing to do for you and thank him for what he's already done for you, right? Think of a man and a woman getting married to become one. The Bible, it says that a woman is to submit to her husband, Ephesians 5, through 25, right? Truth be told, there's no way possible for this woman to submit to her husband if she hasn't first submitted to Christ, which is a recipe for obedience, which is also in the recipe book, which is the Bible. You got to open the Bible, y'all. And for her to understand what it even means to submit herself to her husband, because the world will have you thinking one thing and the Bible foreshores you of another because it doesn't mean that the man rules over her and that he's her master and she's his slave. Because the husband should also submit himself to his wife as Christ did the church. This is all obedience. And when we think of obedience, we immediately think of following tons of rules or instructions. But if I can be honest, the the Ten Commands or commandments were set and God saw how hard it was for us on earth as humans to follow them. So in grace, he sent his son you know, to demonstrate true obedience and to give us a chance to do the same. But also when when asked which of the commandments are the greatest, Christ himself stated in Matthew 22, 36 through 40, when he was tested by the Sadducees and Pharisees, that the greatest commands are love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. 
This is the first and greatest command. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Following these two commandments is obedience, and it helps you to be obedient in keeping the rest of the law. You can try and like make it seem that there's some great struggle in being obedient to what God is asking of you or has called you to do. But just like with the recipe, the situation is only a struggle if you want to do it on your own without any help or instruction, because the meaning of obedience is compliance with an order request or law or submission to another's authority. And the another we're speaking of is God. It sounds demanding when you use these words, right? Like compliance and order and request and law. But I promise these words don't mean much behind what God has already set in stone. And if I could be honest, it's actually fun and it's freeing to know that no matter what you do with God on your side, you can defeat anything that steps in your way, including yourself. The Bible states in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, enter through the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. It's super easy to follow the world and to be disobedient. I mean, when you think about it, it's easy to kind of like peer pressure and go with the flow, right? And what it requests from you, the world, is, is easy to obtain because everyone is doing it. And it's always easy doing what they're doing because then you don't stand out. You don't draw too much attention to yourself and no one can judge you or call you out because you're doing what everyone else is doing. And it's a challenge to find the narrow road, but it's easy when you open up the book of recipes and you use it for what its intended purpose is. And it's for you to have a relationship with God for a better life on earth. You also need community. It says to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You need to have a great circle of friends that are going to help you and push you through. You know, another another thing is to have people around you that's going to be by your side, that's going to sit with you and and you want something I read the other day it says to have a realm of influence, right? And those that realm of influence should be people who are going to help you, not someone who's going to always drag you down, but people that are going to lift you up, hold your hands and pray with you, fight with you and for you. You know, who do you allow to speak into your life? Because even Jesus had 12 disciples and they went almost everywhere with him and he needed them and able to be able like to complete his work. And you're going to need people to complete the work that God has for you. You're going to need the encouragement because Christians are going to be tested, especially in the world. It says it in Psalms 34, 19, that the righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Again, just in obedience in God and in reading his word, you will be delivered from any of your troubles and your faith will grow and your endurance will grow to handle the next test because you're going to need it. 
Who who are you speaking into? Like who's you know as you your friends? Are you someone that can speak life into your friends? Are you someone that can pray for your friends? You know what I mean. I used to have a real struggle in praying for people. <laughs> like I would definitely call myself one of those people that would say, "I'm gonna pray for you." Um, and I'm not going to hold you seven times out of 10, I would pray for that person, but it was never right there on the spot to touch and agree and to intercede in that moment. It was always after the fact, like, oh yeah, Lord, you know why I'm saying my good night prayers or whatever. Let me throw Miss Jones up in there. Cause I know something, you know, no, 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 no. Like if you're going to pray for someone, especially someone that you call your friend or your brother, it should be intentional and it should be in the moment because most people need that encouragement. You have to also pray, praise and worship because it's a part of obedience. James 5.13 says, if anyone is in trouble, let them pray. And if anyone is happy, let them sing songs of praise to the Lord. And you can only learn these acts of obedience by opening the Bible to read it for yourself. And then there's love. It's a huge part of obedience. You're called to love one another as you love yourself and as Christ loves you. And in doing so, you are walking in obedience with God. You can find over 310 scriptures in the Bible about love. So make sure you read it to find out how many ways to love others and to how, to how many ways to know that you're loved and how you're loved by God. Not to mention all the loving ways God has shown his hand in your life constantly. I was just telling someone how the year 2015 should have taken me out. Like, oof, 2015 by far was probably the worst the worst year of my life. And maybe one day we'll talk about that on the podcast, but just know I'm talking like take me out to the ball game. And I don't mean the ball game. Like, but God, like God did his thing and literally has moved on my behalf more than once. And I am beyond grateful. His faithfulness to keep his promises over my life has been a true testament to what I didn't deserve, but received anyway. Like you guys don't understand what God can do for you. If you are obedient to him, you need the instructions to life. You need the blueprint. You need the recipes in order for it to work out in your favor and in your good with the grace that he's giving you. Like, bro, God wipes away the blemishes from your life. We walk around feeling guilty about what we've done and who we've become or who we are and wanting to come out of that because you'll have family members, you'll have friends or even coworkers, people that don't even know you that just judge you, period. Like when you're trying to better yourself, who will say certain things or do certain things to bring out a character in you that is not of integrity or that is not of promise or any type of provision from God. You know what I mean? And what happens is they're trying to bring you out of that change that God is making in you. But if you are rooted in God, I'm talking 10 toes down. No one can change what God is doing for you. No one can take away what God has for you. And no one can make you do anything outside of God's will for your life. 
He wipes away the blemishes, the sins of your life when you decide to walk in obedience with him. Look, per the verse, keep me from, let me say, keep me free, right? From the trap that is set for me, you are my refuge. That's Psalms 31.4. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. That is Psalms 51.2. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1.19. God literally makes you new and gives you a better life when walking in obedience with him. So instead of trying to make that meal on your own, pull out the recipe and go instruction by instruction, taking its time to read everything so nothing is missed and misunderstood or incomplete and you will eventually get it. And until you do trust that God is with you, he never leaves you nor forsakes you and you are forgiven, you're carried, you're kept, you're protected and provided for no matter the situation. Be encouraged and keep pushing even when fumbling to faith because the meal is only complete when using the recipe to obedience. I love you. All right, that's it. That's it. It's the end of this episode of Fumble to Faith. And I want to remind you all that it happens, but there's always a time with God to start again. And I want to be there for you every step of the way. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And as always, remember, it's not hard to come to Jesus, confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. Repent, restore and heal in and with the word of God. If you start with loving your neighbor as you love yourself, then you are halfway there. Love is the only remedy for hate. Remember 1 John 4.19, we love because he first loved us. Tune into the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and turn your notifications on to know when the new episode goes up on buzzsprout.com, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. You can follow on social media at Fumble to Faith on IG and TikTok. I'm always interceding on your behalf. I love you. Thank you.